Welcome to the Matt and Adam Show, where we talk about grit, doing the work, and why it matters. So sit down and get ready. Adam, brother, how you doing? Hey, Matt, how you doing, man? Fantastic, fantastic. Well, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, so we're on episode two right now, and uh, I love doing the uh, the first one. So glad everybody was listening in, and um, everybody listening. My name's Adam Messer, and Matt Lestalia is my co-host. And this is the Matt and Adam show. So thanks a lot for being here today with us. But going right into it, we're going to do these little 15 minute segments. And Matt and I, we can tend to be a little bit uh, long winded sometimes. So these these first you know, a few podcasts or whatever, um, please keep in mind that we're going to be going for 15 minutes. So today, this episode, I want to talk with Matt and ask him about resiliency training. So Matt, could you tell us like what are the main pillars of resiliency training? Because that's what you did in, in the Army, right? That's correct. Yep. I was, I went through a, uh, 40 hour course on becoming a master resilience trainer, right? So it was awesome. one of those train the trainer type of courses where you have people, you have experts training people to train other people. Um, and so when we're thinking about the, uh, the pillars, like one of the, one of the first things I always have to deal with whenever it comes to resilience, especially, especially as it came to the military was overcoming the immediate objections in people's minds. Um, and, and because the, the basic idea of resilience is if you take uh, the idea of an egg versus the idea of a tennis ball, right? And so if you take an egg and you throw it against a wall, what happens? It's going to crack. Bounces back. It's, it was the egg. It's going to splatter. It's going to splatter, right? And the are going to go everywhere. So if yeah. you take a tennis ball and you're bouncing it again and again against the ground or bouncing it off the wall – what happens as soon as it impacts the wall? What happens? Bounces back, yeah. Yeah. Well, the ball caves in, right? It gives, and so mm-hmm. it's not unaffected. It's not a rock. We're not expecting people to be rocks. The idea is life is going to happen, and you're going to these impacts that are going to that are going these events that are going to impact you, and it's different for every person, and that's where this kind of gets funky because. If you fall off a tree and I fall off a tree, we're both going to break a leg, right? But if you and I both experience some sort of significant loss, we're not necessarily going to experience that in the same way. And so treating it and addressing it is more nuanced than, than we want it to be, right? And so, but then with the tennis ball, as it bounces off of the wall, it retakes its form again, right? And so... The idea is you can you can get hit, you can be thrown into a wall, you can get affected, and then you can come back, right? That's that's the baseline idea behind resilience and behind resiliency training. I think uh, so. From what I understand, from what you're saying, it's it's not so much the difficulties that you face; it's how you deal with them and then how you bounce back from it. Right. Because um, so here's the thing. It's just because somebody doesn't have a hard time with something doesn't mean they're resilient. Like if you got into, uh, if you experienced loss, if if you lost your, uh, like your brother or sister and, um, 
and you, your relationship just wasn't that great with them or, or, you know, like you never really knew them or whatever the case may be, but you experienced this loss, you know, it's, it's going to be different than somebody who's really, really tight with their sister. And even, even if you have a really tight relationship, like your, the way that you perceive life and the way that you process emotions can be different than the person to your right. So if you both have the same similar type of relationship where you're both really tight, you're just because you're able to handle that really well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're great at resilience. It just means that you might be predisposed or pre-built to, to handle that type of loss in a way that is, is better than, or, uh, better is a better is not necessarily the greatest word to use. Um, it's, you may be able to, to manage your grief in a way that's less detrimental to those around you and to mm-hmm. your, right. And so it's naturally more resilient. And, and that's another thing that people don't want to hear, right? That some people are naturally smarter than other people. Some people are naturally more athletic. Some people are naturally more resilient. And then we're also, we're also shaped and molded and sculpted by all of the events around us. So you have your natural state level of where you come into the world. And uh-huh. then these things happen to you around you that affect you and you will respond to them accordingly. Some people respond in a way that builds resilience and some people don't. Well, and I think it's a given, you know, take with that as well with the resiliency because there's going to be times where you are more resilient in certain situations and certain times of your life. And there's other times where you're not going to be because you just because you're a resilient person doesn't mean you're resilient hundred percent all the time in every situ- situation that you have. It just doesn't mean it just doesn't happen, but you might be, you know, you might be more resilient when it comes to dealing with certain situations. And I might be more resilient when it comes to dealing with other situations. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's I, the thing I love about resiliency and training, especially. And the reason why I want to pick your brain and talk to you about this is because, you know, this is your background and you're, you know, you teach this, you know, for a living is that, you know, how can someone cross over the resiliency? You know, how can they how can they learn to bounce back, you know, like a tennis ball versus, you know, kind of you know cracking like the egg? You know, what's what's something that they can practice, you know, like a takeaway that they can practice, you know, just like one or two things that they can do to actively develop that skill set. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I mean, that's that's the reason we're doing this show. Right. It's because we want to talk about grit. We want to talk about getting it done. You can't mm-hmm. get it done if you're in the dumpster. And why and, it matters. Yeah, and why, that, why exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's so like, why are we talking like, what, what are the skills? What, why do they matter? So mm-hmm. the, the single biggest and simultaneously the easiest thing, idea, concept within the realm of resilience is all based around gratitude. Right. Okay. So if you, because you cannot feel the emotion of gratitude at the same time that you can feel anger, resentment, depression, like you can't, you cannot, like your brain cannot process both of those emotions at the same time. Right. And so, and it's not now, it's not to say that you can't bounce back and forth from them really, really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but if you, so it's all about habits, right? It's all mm-hmm. about building up the memory. So if you practice gratitude on a regular basis, then it becomes easier to implement 
gratitude in the moments where you actually need it. So I the question. Agree. That's uh, that is, I, I completely agree with you because you know, like uh, when you learn about emotional intelligence, you know the psychology of it and the physiology of it. Like an emotion, the the chemical synapse or whatever in your brain is only going to be a few seconds. Anything after that, it's your mind perpetuating that emotion. And, and it's and we create our brains are built to, to develop shortcuts. Yeah, you know, yes. we we shortcut to these default settings all the time, and we're and it's it's not an accident, and it's not a mistake, and it's not something that we have to avoid. It's something we have to take advantage of. We acknowledge the fact that we're human. We acknowledge the fact that our brains work this way, and in so doing, we've re- the way the analogy I always use is imagine it like you're walking. You went outside in an area that has never been walked through before mm-hmm. and you're in the middle of the woods and you have a dozen different paths you could take in front of you. You take the first path that you just choose. Like, and so this path is equivalent to you reacting to a situation. And so when you choose that path, you're, you're choosing your reaction. You're allowing that reaction to take place. It becomes easier to go down and react in the same way to other situations again, because you've already walked that path. You're, that grass has been stepped on. And as you keep going down that path, you're familiar with it. You know how it works. The grass continues to get pushed down. It dies. A path develops. And as you go, and this is, we do this thousands of times, like uh, hundreds of times a day. Mm-hmm. And so when you're, when you're developing this, this grassy, wooded area turns into this multi-lane paved highway where you're getting from a to b in no time high speed train type Mm -hmm. of rate. and so if you want to change that and start start creating a new path it's not gonna be easy and it's but it starts with the little things yeah in the times that are easiest to do it so if you wake up in the morning and you're like, I want to practice gratitude. What does that mean? What is practicing gratitude? Mm. When I get up in the morning, I sit on the side of my bed. I put my feet down on the carpet and I go, I am so grateful that when I wake up, I have a blanket to take off of. That I have this carpet underneath my feet that, oh God, it's chilly. You know why? Because I set my AC to cold because that's what's supposed to be good to help you sleep. I'm like, I have air conditioning that sets the temperature inside of my home. Like, uh-huh. These are all huge things that we can be extremely grateful for right off the bat. It can also be, you know, other simple things too, like a, a you know, a meal or a cup of coffee or a tea or you know, your, your relationship with somebody. Uh, you know, oh, then you start getting a lot of different things. Let so me, you, uh, you let me, go, go ahead. Well, we've got we've got about four minutes left, Matt, and um, we could go on and on and on about resiliency training. So. So from what my understanding is, and one of the ways that you can build up that muscle uh, for resiliency is practicing gratitude because gratitude helps cancel out negative emotions and then also focusing on, you know, the things that you have versus, you know, the abundance side of it versus the, the, uh, the scarcity side of it. So now right. I want to ask you in the last few minutes that we have, why does this matter? You know, like that, like with our show, you know, it's about grit Absolutely. doing the work and why does it matter? Why does this matter? And so this, this goes directly into the, the issue that I have to deal with with soldiers all the time. And it's, uh, it's, this doesn't apply to me. Like, that's great. 
I think it's fantastic for people that are weak-minded and that need this type of stuff. But I'm I'm a harder individual. I'm I don't need that kind of stuff. And the thing is, is it applies to every single person, and it also applies to everybody that you know. Like if you think that you're strong enough to the point, then like you can use these tools and help somebody else. But the thing is, we're all gonna deal with things in our life. Like it is inevitable. If you look across the span of anybody's life, there have been ups and there have been downs, mm-hmm. right? So if you, what happens to a person that is, that has been, had a super successful career, has a great marriage, amazing kids, they're doing well, they're, they're well accomplished across the board. And then all of a sudden their wife gets in a car accident and, and she's paralyzed for the rest of her life. Or, or, or he gets, he loses an arm in a, in a motorcycle accident, you know, whatever the case may be. Like you haven't had to deal with these things because you've, you've worked hard and you've had a great life, you know? And so now what happens now you have to address this, this entire situation, your new life in a way that you've never had to address anything before. And this is a very dramatic, uh, you know, blown example. up thing yeah. that example of what, of what could happen. It could be, like I said, it could be lost. It could be, and loss consists of all sorts of things, whether it be, uh, uh, whether it be a, like an abrupt and unexpected loss, like uh, you got fired or a known loss of something like a career, like you're retiring. Like those mm-hmm. are all lost. And if you're not prepared to handle the emotions that are going to come with it, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And, and, and extremely importantly, what happens when people get into that situation is that they, they very frequently start exhibiting self-destructive behaviors. And so you'll, you'll stop taking care of yourself physically. You're, uh, interactions become snarky, short, and turns into fights really quick with those that you love. All of your relationships suffer. And so this isn't just about you. Mm-hmm. You and everybody that you love. And because think about the the ripple effect that comes out from your singular actions. Your mm-hmm. actions impact your wife. Your wife has interactions with dozens of people a day. That <clears throat> affects them. So yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely a ripple effect all the way around. I completely agree with you. Uh, we've got 30 seconds left, Matt. What would be your final takeaway for someone for resiliency? Do it. Do, Do it. It. Find, Do it. it. It doesn't have to be with me. You don't have to get trained with me, but look into it. Figure out there are mental traps. There are, there are many things that you could look up for free online. I encourage you to do the research and get to know yourself. Awesome, man. That's I think that's a great note to end on. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode number two, where we were talking about resiliency training. I'm Adam and Matt. And this is Matthew. Yeah, so this is the Matt and Adam uh, show, and uh, we're going to be talking about grit, doing the work, and why does it matter? So thanks, y'all. See you next time. Thanks a lot for listening to the Matt and Adam show. Our goal is that you can take something away from this episode and apply it to your daily life that can help you. You can connect with us on facebook.com slash the Matt and Adam show, as well as Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. 
make it a great day.